Breathing in air, the fake ain't phony, they're just seeing impaired Cause you believe what you see or believe what ain't there The real world is twisted and to me it ain't fair Cause greedy people seem Welcome to the voices in my head The intro and outro music is West and Coast by the High Council You can check them out on SoundCloud Welcome back, came across an interesting article And this is on a website called starkrealities.substack.com The name of the website is Stark Realities with Brian McGlinchey. I do not know who he is. I, I'm assuming he's more on the conservative spectrum of things, just by the nature of the article. Once again, I only bring that up because I think it's always important, at least for me, I, I have to understand what is the bent or the slant that people are writing when they propose their ideas. Doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to write off someone that doesn't have my political views. It's just I always like to know where they're coming from. So if someone's liberal, if I'm around, uh, reading Huffington Post, I know where they're coming from. If I'm on Fox News or One American News, I know where they're coming from. I, I understand the slant they're going to give me. And then I have to under, have to think, all right, are, are they giving me all the truth or just the truth that they're trying to further an agenda? So the headline, this is actually dated September 1st. The headline is activists more than halfway to enforcing constitutional amendment convention. Across the political spectrum, many are alarmed, but should they be? Now, and he actually gets into this, but high level, the constitution allows for two different ways to make amendments. And it's in article five. Where the first one is where uh, Congress proposes an amendment, it gets passed, then three fourths of the state's legislatures have to approve, and basically it's the next one in line. So if we're at, I think we're at 19, 21. I'm not sure exactly, but it's just hypothetically, we'll say we're at 21. There'll just be Amendment 22. Now, an amendment can say, hey, we're going to get rid of it, get rid of a previous amendment because we don't like it anymore. And we're going to get rid of that. Or we're just going to come up with a new amendment to the Constitution that then changes the Constitution. The second one is a constitutional convention where a convention is met and they can do whatever they want to the Constitution. And when they come out, we have a new Constitution. They could get rid of it completely and do something new. They could get rid of the First Amendment. They could say, hey, we're no longer have freedom of religion. We're going to have a state religion. Or we're going to get rid of free speech. Or free speech does not uh, cover hate speech. And you're not protected. You can't say certain things if you're going to offend people. That's no longer covered under free speech. Or we're just going to get rid of the Second Amendment. It's gone. You know, the Third Amendment is now going to be the Second Amendment. You know, so we're, we're, we can have all types of craziness in there. And depending on which political spectrum you or on, you're worrying about the other side doing craziness. So if you're a conservative, you're worried about the liberals getting rid of free speech and the Second Amendment. And if you're a, a liberal, you're concerned that the conservatives are going to put all types of crazy stuff in there that you don't like. So the article starts off with, through its received relatively little attention, a conservative-led drive to call a convention to consider amendments to the U.S. Constitution has been making steady progress and is now more than halfway toward realizing its goal. At a time when Americans are increasingly polarized to an extent that 43% think a civil war will erupt in the next decade, should you be alarmed or enthused? Then it goes into what I just said. Article 5 of the Constitution provides two avenues for amendments. Under the first one, Congress proposes amendments that are enacted if three-fourths of the state legislatures approve them. That's the way all amendments have been advanced so far. 
Conservative activists want to knock the dust off of the other Article 5 provision, which empowers state legislatures to call a convention for proposing amendments. To trigger a convention that way, two-thirds of the state legislatures must call for one, and governors have no say in the matter. States would then send delegates to a convention where proposals would be put forth and debated. In the end, the convention is the only vehicle for proposing amendments. As with congressionally proposed amendments, ratification of any constitutional proposed amendments requires the approval of three Fourths of the states that approve, that approval must come from the state legislatures or if states choose a ratifying convention in this state. So there, there is some protections against what I'm concerned about. At the same time, if the state legislatures are the ones setting the delegates, unless that state house changes parties or positions when they come back, it's just going to be rubber stamped. So far, 19 states State legislatures have called for an amendments convention, which means advocates are more than halfway toward the 34 they need. Though they still leave lots of work to do, there's a sense of growing momentum as four states joined the cause in 2022 alone, Nebraska, South Carolina, West Virginia, and Wisconsin. Today, Republicans have full legislative control in 30 states. That doesn't count Nebraska, which has a nonpartisan, unanimous legislation and is already on board. So they're already there. So there's 30 states that can be, that are Republican. So they really need, if all Republican states go, four more. And this election may switch that. Then it actually has the states that have not done this. North Carolina is one of them, which is passed in one chamber, but not the other. North Carolina is looking like they're going to gain a supermajority this November. And if that happens, I'm sure that's going to happen. Virginia, which has been moving more and more Republican, which their leadership moving Republican this past election. May see that in New Mexico, South Dakota, and Iowa are the other ones. And then also it looks like New Hampshire may be there. Then it goes into some of the different things. And here it gets into... Some of the amendments they're looking at, and regardless of what political spectrum that you're on, I think, I mean, I like most of these. And I think even if you're, Dem- if you're a liberal Democrat or you're a conservative Republican, these are all good. So let me go through the ones that they're looking at. Congressional term limits. I think that's great. Now, if you're a conservative, you're getting rid of Nancy, Nancy Pelosi, Schumer, you know, all the, all these crazies that you don't like on the left. If you're a, a Democrat, you're getting rid of Mitch McConnell. Now, there's a lot of Republicans that want to get rid of Mitch McConnell. So you, you're getting rid of Rand Paul. You're getting rid of a lot of these people if you set up congressional term limits. And I think that is a great idea because it was supposed to be citizen legislatures, not a political ruling class. It was meant to be Joe Farmer, Joe businessman, Jane business owner, somebody they get elected, they go to DC for one or two terms, they come home, they go back to their life. That's what it was meant to be. And if we had that, I don't think we'd have this stark division between Democrat and Republicans that we would have now, because I would rather have an unknown person that is not a political politician or a professional politician that is in a different party than what I support going to D.C. and voting their conscience in their mind, I'd be behind that person more than a political hack in my party. Second one, requiring two-thirds vote of the House and Senate to increase the public debt. Boy, we would balance the budget quickly if it took two-thirds of the vote to do that. Restoring the Commerce Clause to its original intent and scope. And then it has a link of the whole argument of it was just meant to control trade between 
state lines and to make sure that each state was not setting up their own tariffs and to harm one state or to help out another state. Repeal the 16th Amendment, which gave us the income tax. I, I'm all for that. The original founders, the way they wrote the Constitution is they would have the budget. They would divide the budget up based on how many representatives every state had. So I think we have 535 members of the House. Then you have the 100 from Congress. So it'd be 635. If, I'm, if my numbers are correct, I'm doing my math correct. So you would divide the budget up by 635 and every state would get their portion depending on how many congressmen and senators. So if California would have a bigger portion than let's say South Dakota or North Dakota or one of these smaller states. And then each state would have to set their own budget and their own taxing scheme to raise the money to do that. The next one is giving states by a three-fifths vote the power to negate any federal law or regulation or executive order. Now, I love that. I mean, this brings back the 10th Amendment that the states actually have power. Now, if you're a, to me, both sides should love this because when Donald Trump was in office, Democrats would love this because if they control three-fifths of the states, it's like we can override anything Donald Trump wants to do. And the same thing with the the conservatives if you're a republican you should love this because hey i can override anything joe biden does but it takes three fifths that, that's a, that's a tough that's a tough row to hoe to get that many people giving congress an easy means of overriding federal regulation this is a big one the one on here that i would love to see appealed there obviously the 16th is the big one but the other one is the 17th this is the one that allowed for senators to be elected directly within the state originally the way the the founders set this up was that the governor would appoint the senators and the senators are responsible to the governor so they were not elected where local the house was elected they, they went into their congressional districts, had to get voted in by their congressional districts. The states did not elect the senators. They elected the governor and the governor appointed them. And then they went to the state, uh, they went to DC to represent their state. Where in, because of the 17th Amendment, what we have is we have the Mitch McConnells, the Chuck Schumers that are not held and bound to their state voters. They're being owned by the special interest groups because that's who they get their money from to actually win the elections. So they, their allegiance is not to the state and to their state's voters. It's to special interests. If their allegiance was to their governor, which is elected by the states, you would see something quite different. So I would love to see the 16th, the 17th amendment appeal, but that's not in there, but we may actually get there. Very fascinating. I'm going to keep an eye on this to see how close we're getting. Uh, let me go back to here. We are at 20, 19 states. There are four or five that are real close to getting to there. So we'll be at 24. It needs to get to 34 in order to make this happen. That's going to be a little bit tougher because there's a lot of states uh, that are not. Now, Pennsylvania goes Republican. They may jump on board. Ohio, some of these states where the governors are Democrat, but the state legislature is Republican, you may see this happening. Pretty interesting. Once again, it's shown the divide within America that the people are getting tired of what's happening in D.C. and states want to take their power back. We'll see how this goes. Thanks for listening. I could run the whole block just from walking the line. Pocket is prime. These are the thoughts of my mind. And I'm a straight rider. Never stop at a sign. And I'm only slowing down if I'm stopping the sign. Six figures on the check before I'm jotting the line. It goes one for the money, two for the clothes, three for the honeys, and a four for the flows. Five O's and six.